This is episode 103 of the Swallow Your Pride podcast, and today's guest is Hillary Cooper. She's a proud graduate of the University of Houston, where she first discovered her love of all things dysphagia while studying under the amazing Dr. Stephanie Daniels. After graduating from the University of Houston, Hillary has gained experience across a variety of settings, including outpatient private practice, skilled nursing, home health, inpatient rehab, acute care, and mobile fees. She currently owns North Louisiana Swallow Solutions, a mobile fees company which services the greater North Louisiana and South Arkansas regions. Hillary is a total dysphagia nerd. These are her words. (laughs) who has discovered a love for educating and has presented at multiple universities, private facilities, and state SLP conventions, in addition to providing mentorship and helping curate the educational content of the MetSLP Collective. She also partners with the University of Louisiana at Monroe as a clinical externship instructor and is a regular guest lecturer for the University of Louisiana system and has been invited to speak at the ASHA convention this year. Hillary participated in my Inner Circle Leadership Academy program where she was inspired to join with some fellow SLPs to create a nonprofit organization called the Dysphagia Outreach Project, whose mission is to provide support in a variety of forms to individuals with dysphagia across the lifespan, caregivers of those with dysphagia, and to medical professionals who treat dysphagia. And in Hillary's spare time, I also want to add that she creates these really cute MetSLP stickers, wine glasses, mugs, things like that, all sorts of cute stuff on her website at slpstuff.com. So check that out, you guys, really cute stuff. Welcome to the Swallow Your Pride podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Richard. I'm a board-certified specialist in swallowing and swallowing disorders. And I know firsthand how much confusing and conflicting information there is out there about how we assess and treat swallowing disorders. This podcast is all about bringing everyone together, getting on the same page, being open to new ideas, and using evidence-based treatment strategies for our patients with dysphagia. So let's get into it. Just a quick disclaimer that all statements and opinions expressed in this episode do not reflect on the organizations associated with the speakers and are their own opinions solely. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Okay, so just wanted to remind everyone that we do have the MedBridge deal going on. So MedBridgeEducation.com, if you're not sure what it is, it's a wonderful website that creates lots of, they have lots of recorded webinars by all sorts of experts, researchers, professors, clinicians in our field. And if you use promo code SYP, you get access to that premium plan for only 95 bucks. And what I'm finding out is that people that use the code last year and are up for renewal are getting it automatically renewed at that same $95 rate. I believe it's usually $360 a year for the premium plan, but use that code promo code SYP and it's only $95. You also get access to their patient handouts. There, They have this home exercise builder, which is great for patient engagement and also a mobile app. So go to medbridgeeducation.com, click SLP. Some people also were just typing in the promo code SYP, but they were on like the OT or the PT ones. No, you have to be an SLP and then enter promo code SYP to get that $95 rate. I do get a small portion of that whenever you use that code that goes back into keeping this podcast going for maybe a hundred more episodes. Who knows? So thank you guys. And I hope you're having a great week. Hello, Hillary. Hi. How are you? I am doing absolutely fabulous. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I am so, so excited to be here again. You are a repeat offender. 
I am. And it's, can you believe it's been almost two years? No, that's totally insane. I know. Because what, what episode were you? Do you remember? Was it 10? It was 11. I was 11. 11. Okay. And now this will probably be, I don't know, by the time I look at it, maybe like 102 or 103. So that's crazy. We've done 100 episodes since you've been on. Nuts. I know. That's ah. just so crazy to me. And, and how much knowledge has, has been instilled into my poor, poor tired brain <laughs> in the last couple of years. So many things yeah. have changed and grown and, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know you, if people ask me all the time, Teresa, how do you do everything that you do? Do you do it all by yourself? Do you have a whole team of people? Uh, the answer is the latter. I have a gigantic team of people and Hillary is one of my completely wonderfully right-hand women. So she is so organized. She's the type A to my chaotic, disorganized type B. So yes, so she does many other greater things than just helping me keep organized. But tell the people who you are, Hillary. Absolutely. So uh, my name is Hillary Cooper. I'm a speech pathologist and I live in North Louisiana and Ruston, Louisiana to be exact. And I am the owner of a mobile fees company called North Louisiana Swallow Solutions. And I help you out with all kinds of fun things. And I absolutely love that. And I've got so many projects in the works right now since the last time I talked to you. And I'm super excited to be here and share them with you. Yay. Awesome. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, one of the experiences that I had this in the, in the last two years was having the fortune of participating in your inner circle leadership Academy. And I am, it was such a profound experience for me to be able to participate in the inner circle that uh, so many projects have have been launched from it. And so I just wanted to talk to you about one of the ones that kind of grew while we were at the retreat. And it, it all stemmed from a little seed of a thought of an idea that had been in my head for years. And I went to the Inner Circle Retreat and it was a, a wonderful, inspiring environment where we all got to share uh, different things that we were thinking of and trying to decide whether they were, you know, worth pursuing or if we were going down the right track or not. And so I brought out this little idea that I had of creating a nonprofit organization and it, it kind of grew from there. I love it. So I did not bring Hillary on here to tell you how wonderful my inner circle leadership group is, although it is wonderful, but thank you, Hillary. <laughs> that was completely unsolicited, but exactly what she's saying is, is one thing that I'm super passionate about is helping SLPs create profitable and sustainable businesses also. And I think because we're in the helping profession, we think that we're supposed to help everyone to the point that we're in the poor house and we're burnout and we can't even support our own families. And I just hear stories and stories and stories of people doing that. And there's so many SLPs that have so many wonderful ideas and they just can't get them off the ground or or do is it even a good idea? You know, so a lot of the work that I do with a lot of these people is trying to get them to test their ideas ahead of time, make sure there is a need for it, make sure it's something that your peers, you know, would support you in, would purchase, would suggest to their patients. And so I I love that Hillary came up with this idea at our retreat. And it was one of those things where all, you know, everybody in the room just lit up like, yes, that's an awesome idea. What can I do to help? Tell me what I want. Like, what can I do? I want to be on the board. So I'm going to let her talk a little bit more about it. But it's great when you have those kind of light bulb moments and everyone jumps in and says how awesome of an idea it is. So 
Absolutely. And and I think that what you were saying, and, and part of what I really got out of the inner circle was to think big, to think really big and don't don't allow self-imposed limitations to stop me from doing something that I may try to talk myself out of. So, you know, for years before going to that retreat, I had thought, oh, well, this is just way too big and there's just no way it can happen. And I was like, at the retreat, we had our, our moment to, to share our ideas. And so I told everyone about it. And like you said, everybody was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. How can I help? And from there, we started on the journey where we are now. So I will let you know the name of the, the nonprofit that was born at the Inner Circle Retreat is called the Dysphagia Outreach Project. And it is absolutely something that I am I am absolutely probably the most proud of of all the different projects that I've done because of the potential that this organization has to impact so many thousands of lives and so the so basically kind of the idea of the dysphagia outreach project is that I had noticed as an outpatient practitioner that a lot of my patients who were Medicaid patients could not afford thickener And sometimes we could get thickener covered by insurance for Medicaid. Sometimes we couldn't. And if we had a private pay patient, say they were Medicare or had a private insurance, then sometimes buying thickeners or adaptive equipment for feeding was a financial burden. So where the idea originally started was I wished that there was some sort of a dysphagia food pantry or a food bank to be able to reach out to for my patients who fell between the cracks and weren't able to access the supplies they needed. And I was really frustrated digging into it that it's not covered by insurance and it really is a financial burden. And when you see patients who ration their thickener and when they really need to be on the thickened liquids while they're in rehab and they're rationing their thickener because it's either that or not pay their electric bill or put other food on the table. And so it really hit me in the gut, in my heart. And I felt like that there should be something out there that could help with this. So the idea that I brought to the inner circle was a idea for a dysphagia food bank. And everybody in the room, like literally jumped up and <laughs> was super excited. And we have a whole bunch of volunteers who have helped with us to get from where we are, from where we started in March to where we are now. And it kind of, the idea as we went through the process grew and said, and, and we thought, why are we limiting ourselves to just doing one outreach project? And why not diversify what we're doing so that we can, you know, provide education and we can provide support for families and caregivers and SLPs and we can try to facilitate, you know, interdisciplinary care for these patients. And so from there, it kind of morphed into the concept of the Dysphagia Outreach Project, which is going to have a bunch of different sub-projects that will address different needs in the dysphagia community. Awesome. All right. I want to back up a little bit because I love your story so much, Hillary. And tell everyone where you live again. So I live in rural North Louisiana. So that's a really booming medical metropolis, correct? 
Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) So I love, like, I love, love, love when people like you come to me and you're like, I want to start this mobile fees company and I want to service all the facilities around here. And I just remember the questions you were first asking me when we first met. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're on the total wrong track. Let me steer your train this way. We got you on the right track and tell people how many facilities you're servicing now, how many patients you've been able to reach the impact that you've had because it's profound and it's incredible. And I want, like you said, I want people to understand these limitations you put on yourself are just total bullshit. And you could have had every excuse in the world. You had some personal things going on, every excuse in the world as to why you shouldn't do this, why you can't help these patients, why it's too rural, why it's this, why it's that. And what you've done is just amazing. Well, thank you. And um, so, so right now I have 45 buildings and not all of them refer every week, but I'm really, really excited that I get new buildings coming to me every week, pretty much on a weekly basis these days, (laughs) seeking contracts from me, which is really exciting. And I feel like we're in a a really exciting time in North Louisiana, as far as dysphagia goes, because the re the response to mobile fees that I've gotten has been just absolutely surprising and astounding. I think for everybody involved that there's just, even in the rural communities, just an absolute craving for high quality medical, medical care. And you go into these buildings and you bring evidence-based practice with you and you do a thorough assessment and you show them that we can do better and next thing you know, their sister facility wants you in there. And then three other facilities want you in there because they heard about you from, you know, the one that you just went to. And, and I feel like that's how it's, it's happened. And then, you know, I see the sort of changes happening within our state with even in the state organization, you know, five years ago, there was maybe a couple of medical SLP lectures during the state conference. And then last year they were bombarded with submissions and they had an entire track and a half of medical SLP stuff and they had the highest attendance in years. So I feel like, you know, getting out there and sharing my passion for dysphagia and evidence-based practice has really started to make some changes in the community. And some of the things that, you know, a few years ago when I was emailing you all those crazy questions and I was super frustrated, a lot of those things are changing now. And and I see, I go into a new building and an SLP I've never met is like, oh my gosh, I was listening to Swallow Your Pride. And I heard about this and we don't do that. You know, we don't use waivers anymore. We use other you know, looking at cost benefit and and having the whole informed consent process with them. And so it's so wonderful to go into facilities and hear that it's, it's really spreading. So I think for those of you guys who live in areas like mine that think, oh, well, it's just been this way forever. There's just no way to change it. I think that the only way you can do it is to get out there and do it. Yeah. And you might, you might be surprised. <laughs> what, what is, what is the secret to your success, Hillary? Cause I remember we were talking about this and you're like, these administrators aren't interested. They don't want to change their ways or they just want to keep doing the same thing. And what did you just keep doing? I just kept doing it. Yes. <laughs> just kept putting one foot in front <laughs> yes. of the other. Yes. And I yes. kept saying, you know, the way I always say is I'll just keep talking until someone tells me to go away. That's what I tell <laughs> people. Until they give you a no, you keep talking. Yes. Absolutely. I guess that's why we're and I, honestly, surpassing. I think yeah. just showing them, just showing them with my actions and with the results that, that I've gotten for my patients has spoken more than anything else. And 
you know, I think once I got one building and one doctor on board, it just, it snowballed from there. It was that one, making that one contact, that one hero who believed in what you were doing and, and, and saw the, the value and what fees brings to the community and also being very not, I guess, salesman-y about it, that I don't want to have someone order a fees just because it's cheaper or whatever. I want them to order a fees because that's what's indicated for their patient. And if they're indicated for a modified, I want them to order a modified. So I think going in with the, from day one, explaining that both fees and modifieds are amazing assessments and having access to both is ideal. And so I think coming at it from that standpoint has really helped show that I'm not here to just, you know, collect a paycheck. I really do care about the patients. Yeah. Yeah. Would just like to take a minute to thank our wonderful sponsor, EndoHD. EndoHD is a true high-definition endoscopy system created specifically for SLPs by an SLP for conducting fees studies. They have an easy-to-operate fees equipment system with fully automated archiving and zero downtime, intuitive software with one-touch recording, immediate fees study review, and a customizable fees report template is provided. EndoHD is a compact fee system with a maneuverable design that provides convenience to do fees in more locations, in the hospital, ICU, CCU, PICU, exam room, patient room, even outpatient settings, and also for mobile fees. So if you are interested, go to ndohd.com forward slash contact to discuss your specific fee systems requirements pricing or to request a live product demonstration. That's www.ndohd.com forward slash contact. And talk about some of the other, because you've presented at some other really cool conferences that are not just SLP that I love. So I have, I've done several state conventions. I have had an, I've been an exhibitor at the Louisiana Nursing Home Association, and I'm doing that again next week, actually, and I'm really looking forward to that. And I've lectured at some universities. So, so there's that. And, and I really enjoy anything related to education. So if you give me a group of people to stand in front of, then in the ability to educate them, then I will absolutely do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I just love the, I love the outreach. Like I love reaching out to other disciplines or going to other conferences. I remember I went to, yeah, it was like one of the New York state like medical directors conference or something a few years back. And I just love the connections that I made there because it's, you know, it's, it's just so fascinating how much progress we can make by just reaching out to our colleagues that we see every day, you know, so. Oh, absolutely. And everybody who works with me knows that, you know, I'll roll up into a building and go, did you see that new article about this? And they may not have had time to read it, but then I'm, you know, coming to them and saying, oh my gosh, this was like groundbreaking to me. It's amazing. You should definitely check it out. And I think like having someone come into your building with the fire and the passion and the, the positivity can sometimes help brighten your day when you're stuck in crazy productivity, just negativity land. Yeah. All right. That was like total detour. Let's get back (laughs) on topic. Okay. So tell us more about the Dysphagia Outreach Project. Absolutely. And I think it all ties into like what we were just talking about with my... One thing I discovered through my fees journey, starting the business and getting out there in marketing and, and advocating and growing my business was that the education part is what I really absolutely love. And 
So the, we absolutely want to have a education component of the dysphagia outreach project. And we really want to focus on the entire lifespan as opposed to just an adult dysphagia nonprofit. We really want to serve individuals across the entire lifespan and their caregivers. So one of our projects is actually called the dysphagia education project. And we intend to have a bunch of resources for different medical providers of different disciplines, SLPs, obviously, patients, caregivers. You know, we are are big, thinking big, our big plan is to have information that's easily digestible for everyone that's affected by dysphagia, whether you're experiencing it yourself or know someone or treating someone with it. And so that's a big part. And we really want to focus on the lifespan and we really want to focus on the interdisciplinary aspect of things. So, you know, we want to know dentists that are experienced with doing cleanings for patients who are MPO. And we want to know neurologists who are, you know, really great at helping with problem solving, you know, idiopathic dysphagia. I would love to know who those people are. So... We are in the process right now of phase one. So phase one of the nonprofit is we are now incorporated. We are an incorporated nonprofit in the state of Louisiana, which is, Yay! oh my gosh, that's been a process. I know yes. I've, I've done a few other LLCs since then. And this one nonprofit has taken yeah. so much work and it's so hard to get a nonprofit up and running. So our phase one right now is going to be fundraising. So we actually need to raise some money so that we can apply for the 501c3, which is the federal tax exempt status. And it's not an easy process and it's very complicated. It's a lot of paper. It's a lot of money. The filing fees by themselves are very expensive. So the first phase of fundraising is going to support that cause. And then also to help us seek out a specialized attorney to help us look at some of the logistics with the Dysphagia Food Bank Project, because we would like to be able to service people in the most efficient and effective and safe way possible. So we want to make sure that we're checking all the boxes with that. So after that, part the other part of phase one is collecting volunteers. So if you go to our website on www.dysphagiaoutreach.org, you can donate to the 501c3 cause phase one and anything left over from that will go towards the missions that we will be supporting. And then also sign up on the little form that says for volunteering so that we can get your information and see if we can pair you up with something that'll help our cause. One of the things that we realized very quickly on is that the, the potential for this organization to get really, really large is there. And the only way we can make it work is with lots of hands. And so we have lots of committees that we're looking to, we have a few that are already established and we have a few more projects that are on the, in the works that uh, we're not quite at liberty to talk about yet, but some really fun things going on. And we're going to need volunteers to fill all of those positions and to make it easy work for everyone. So if you get a chance to go to dysphagiaoutreach.org and sign up as a volunteer, that'd be great. And then share it with your interdisciplinary colleagues. So we would love to have representation on our committees of neurologists and dentists and other interdisciplinary, you know, primary care physicians so that we can have their representation and their, their feedback in the work that we do as well. And then 
after we get the 501c3 started, we are actually going to be launching our very first project, which is actually the, the committee is chaired by Mickey Shibata. And she is like absolutely amazing. And I just adore her. And it is going to be our support group assistance program. So what we want to do is basically create a toolkit for SLPs to be able to download this toolkit and it will literally walk you through step-by-step how to establish a support group for individuals with dysphagia. And as we grow, potentially some of our donations might go towards supporting those efforts. So if you have to rent space or buy materials for it, we would love to do that. And then in turn, those individuals in the support group, we would love to be able to give them access to the dysphagia food bank if they needed it. So it's one of those things where all of the projects kind of interlock and they're not, we were trying to, when we had our first board meeting, decide the the organization of the structure and separating everything into categories. And what we realized was that all of our projects are so intertwined that there's not really a way to separate everything. So the education part is absolutely going to be a intertwined entity with the support group aspect of it. The dysphagia food bank is going to be intertwined with the the support groups and some of the other projects that we have on the back burner are going to be supported by the education aspect. So, you know, I, I just, I'm really excited about, you know, what this organization can mean for the dysphagia community. So hopefully I'm expressing it well enough for everybody. You (laughs) are. This This is wonderful. I think you explained it so well because I've heard like, I've heard this piece and that piece and this piece and this piece. So thank you for bringing it all, putting it all back together for me. So, oh, it sounds wonderful. It sounds awesome. And this vision that we had when we had our first board meeting and we elected all of our board members, I told them all that their assignment was to think big just like you have inspired me to do the last few years and to take a moment and close their eyes and visualize what, if there was this magical unicorn nonprofit organization out there in the universe, like that you could reach out to for assistance with anything dysphagia related, what would it look like? And that's what has sort of inspired a lot of the little projects that we're working on kind of in the background right now. And they're all thinking big and I mean, big, big. (laughs) So we're thinking like five, 10 year plan out there right now. So, but the first, first thing we have to do is get off the ground and get going. So, you know, we, we have definite plans for some really amazing things in the future, but for right now, I think the biggest call to action is we need volunteers to make all this amazing stuff happen. So if you're out there and you're listening and you have this, like, if you feel a pull to do something to help the dysphagia community, please, please, please go to our website, dysphagiaoutreach.org and sign up as a volunteer. And we'll do our best to try to match you and what you like to do and and everything with different projects that we have either active right now or, you know, to be launched in the future. So I think that it's, it's kind of a, it's it's only going to be limited by our imagination and we all have some hundred percent imagination. So yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. All right. So step one, phase one you said is fundraising. Mm-hmm. How can people do you guys have any any events or anything going on, or is it just crowdfunding at this point? So right now we're just crowdfunding. Um okay. we do have 
intentions to do some conferences in the future, but right now we're trying to keep our costs low so that the amount of donations that we get will go towards getting the 501c3. What we've discovered is that we're reaching out to these big companies to donate products and things to us, and they're really wanting that 501c3 status to be able to get a tax deduction for the donations they make to us. And right now, since we are not a 501c3, we can't give them that. So in order for us to really, really get on our feet and grow, we need that 501c3 status so that we can give people their their well-earned deductions yeah. for donating to the nonprofit. And so that's why we prioritize getting that off the ground. Now, once we get some more committees established, then I would like to have people reach out to different state organizations and see if they'd be willing to waive the nonprofit table fee for us to be able to come out and do some fundraising and education as well. And we have a lot of really fun activities planned for that. And we're also looking into, did you know that you have to register in each state that you do fundraising in? So there's like a Mm -hmm. lot of technical stuff that goes into that too. There is. That's also part of (laughs) just doing it online for right now. Just to simplify things. So we are absolutely looking for volunteers to fill out that fundraising board. So if fundraising is something that if you're listening and you're interested in, go to dysphagiaoutreach.org and we can absolutely have you sign up for volunteer and we'll see what we can do about fitting you in. So I think that's kind of where we're at right now. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Every big journey begins with a single step. 100%. And then a million other missteps in the meantime, but no, you guys are doing great. Hopefully we have so many smart people. They'll keep me from making missteps. I have surrounded myself with people that kind of like pull the reins on me because I'm the type of person that if there's a project to do, I will jump in with two feet, <laughs> both yes. feet, and, and I'll go, yeah. you know, full steam ahead. And so I have surrounded myself with our board is is just amazing people who both are creative and super intelligent and in, in making their own waves in our, our field. But they also do a really good job of checking me and making sure that I slow down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're fantastic. So right now we have Michelle Cafaro. She's the vice president of operations. We have Caitlin Saxteen is our secretary. So she was on not too long ago on your podcast. We have Jessica Lasky is the vice president of education. Allison Boyer is our fundraising chair. Mickey Shibata is the committee chair for the support groups. And then we have Melissa Hayden as our treasurer. She's the actual CPA. So we all know that we're SLPs and we don't do math. So we're like, let's get an actual CPA. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So that's super fantastic. Awesome. All right. I love it, Hillary. Anything else you want to cover? Um, well, you know, I think that's, that's, well, I've got all kinds of other projects going on right now, but you know, we'll hold off on those for a minute. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think this is good. I think this is a good place to stop. Cause I think, I think this is wonderful. I, I love everything you're doing. You know that I support you 100%. So this is awesome. So we'll make sure that all the links are in the notes and everything. So if anybody is interested in donating to this wonderful initiative, you can. So. Well, thank you so much, Hillary. Thank you. I'm so happy to have been here today. Yes. All right. 
So if you would love to hear more of these episodes and get some easily digestible bites of swallowing knowledge, then please leave a review on iTunes or pledge a small amount on patreon.com forward slash swallow your pride because that is what keeps these episodes coming. Also, don't forget to subscribe, share with your closest colleagues, and show notes will always be available to download over on SwallowYourPridePodcast.com, where you can also be notified of the latest podcast episodes. Also, credit to Stephanie Jacobson for her incredible editing skills, and thank you so much to all of you for listening.